got a problem, you can come and kiss my white ass. I don't really care what I'm allowed to do. Got a homie that'll kill you for a mountain dew. Shoot, you don't wanna get a death threat from a redneck. Put a lead dead in your head. Rest, yep, yep, what, what? Yeehaw, cops come, we saw they ask, we leave. White boys don't talk. You ain't gonna see him coming hot with camo. No second amendment, a nigga tons of ammo. Got a gut full of nigga lungs full of tobacco. Kinda crackers, I'm a cracker for some gas for the back hole. And a homie ride a shotgun with a shotgun while he shot bust. 24 beers and he's not drunk. Chugging vodka, it's not a problem till he wants one. Then he locked up and the cops come. Not a white folks, like those white folks that go boom. Bunch of psychos, I know my bro's on your crew. When you die slow, my bro's right home, but you lose. It ain't Halloween, we turn into a white ghost too soon, yeah. God ain't never made no motherfuckers crazy as the white boys. We been known to fight, boys. Showing off our shotguns, rocking camo, causing problems late at night, boys. White boys, mama knows we're trouble, circle. Welcome to the RBFTT podcast. Got another great episode coming your way, guys. So thanks for listening. It is episode 27. Uh, the date today is June 19th, 2022. It's Father's Day. So any of you who are a father, you know, hey, congratulations. Uh, you know, have a great Father's Day. You know, you've, uh, you've earned it. But uh, it's also June 19th. So, uh, but you know, who gives a fuck about that holiday? Pointless fucking holiday. Um, it is 13.15 here in Arizona. For those of you who don't know military time, it's 1.15 p.m. If you haven't done so, please follow me on Instagram. It's all lowercase. It's, it's podcast underscore RBFTT. There you will be able to find updates to the podcast, new episodes, uh, links on Spotify, that's where uh, the podcast, the episodes get linked up, published to. Uh, ability to buy merchandise and other great content that you can find also. Um, speaking of merchandise, um, I am looking into, and I think I found a good link to do it on. Um, I will be ordering RBFTT stickers, or I, you, know, you can kind of create your own stickers and decals. So look for that update as well. We have so much to get to today. Uh, covering drag queens. We got one drag queen that came out speaking about the reality of the shows and why kids should even be there. So we'll get into that. More COVID updates, as always. COVID's not over. Um, China, you know, we'll go back to the leak audio that I had an episode on a few uh, was a few weeks ago of a leaked audio of their war plan. Uh, we have some new updates about a new warship from China that can contend with, if not, it's better than the uh, American warships. Um, and also a lot on gun control. Um, so yeah, got a lot to get into today. Now, before we get into all this information, I pulled up the Joe Biden presidency for all Americans uh, website. And it had, I mean, obviously, you know, it's basically the website that, that, that the campaign website back in 2020. And then I saw the speech that Joe Biden gave to everyone uh, on uh, November 7th, 2020. And I wanted, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's pretty long. 
Uh, well, I will read some of it, and we'll kind of go back over the speech because obviously since November 2020, a lot has happened during his um, short time as being the president thus far. He says, my fellow Americans, the people of this nation have spoken. They have delivered us a clear victory, a convincing victory, a victory for we the people. We have won with the most votes ever cast for a presidential ticket in the history of this nation, 81 million. So, uh, you know, I guess he's talking about how the election was stolen. And again, for someone who didn't campaign that entire year, he uh, somehow got more votes than Obama did during his first term, which that's basically impossible. I am humbled by the trust and confidence you have placed in me. I pledge to be a president who seeks not to divide, but to unify, who doesn't see red and blue states, but a United States, and who will work with all my heart to win the confidence of the whole people. For that is what America is about, the people. And that is what our administration will be about. I sought this office to restore the soul of America, to rebuild the backbone of the nation, the middle class, to make America respected around the world again, and to unite us here at home. It is the honor of my lifetime that so many millions of Americans have voted for this vision, and now the work of making this vision real is the task of our time. Democrats, Republicans, and independents, progressives, moderates, conservatives, young and old, urban, suburban, and rural, gay, straight, transgender, white, Latino, Asian, Native American, and especially for those moments when this campaign was at its lowest, the African-American community stood up again for me. I bet, yeah, I bet you they're regretting that shit right now. They always have my back, and I'll have yours. I said from the onset... I wanted a campaign that represented America. And I think we did that. Now, that's what I want the administration to look like. And to those who voted for President Trump, I understand your disappointment tonight. I've lost a couple of elections myself, but now let's give each other a chance. It's time to put away the harsh rhetoric, to lower the temperature, to see each other again, to listen to each other again, to make progress. We must stop treating our opponents as our enemy. We are not enemies. We are Americans. The Bible tells us that everything, the Bible tells us that to everything there is a season, a time to build, a time to reap, a time to sow, and a time to heal. This is the time to heal America. Not, sorry, now that the campaign is over, what is the people's will? What is our mandate? I believe it is this. Americans have called on us to marshal the forces of decency and the forces of fairness, to marshal the forces of science and the forces of hope in these great battles of our time, the battle to control the virus, the battle to build prosperity, the battle to secure your family's health care, the battle to achieve racial justice and root out our systematic racism in this country, the battle to save the climate, the battle to restore decency, defend democracy, and give everybody in this country a fair shot. Our work begins with the, getting the COVID under control. 
We cannot repair the economy, restore vitality, or relish life's most precious moments, hugging a grandchild, birthdays, weddings, graduations, all the moments that matter most to us until we get this virus under control. On Monday, I will name a group of leading scientists and experts as transition advisors to help take the Biden-Harris COVID plan and convert it into action blueprint that starts January 20th, 2021. That plan will be built on a bedrock of science. It will be constructed out of compassion, empathy, and concern. I will spare no effort or commitment to turn this pandemic around. I ran as a proud Democrat. I will now be an American president. I will work as hard for those who didn't vote for me and as those who did. Let this grim era of demonization in America begin to end here and now. The refusal, the refusal of Democrats and Republicans to cooperate with one another is not due to some mysterious force beyond our, our control. It's a decision. It's a choice we make. And if we can decide not to cooperate, then we can decide to cooperate. And I believe that this is part of the mandate from the American people. They want us to cooperate. That's the, cho- the choice I'll make. And I'll call on Congress, Democrats, Republicans alike, to make that choice with me. Quote, and he will raise you up on eagle's wings, bear you on the breath of dawn, make you shine like the sun and hold you in the palm of his hand. And now together on eagle's wings, we embark on the work that God and history have called upon us to do. With full hearts and steady hands, with faith in the America and in each other, with love of country and thirst for justice, let us be the nation that we know we can be. A nation united, a nation strengthened, a nation healed, the United States of America. God bless you and may God protect our troops. What a great speech. I mean, if you didn't know where that speech came from, you would have, you'd be like, wow, that's a pretty, the last president was pretty divisive. And this, the country went through four years of, of hell. This guy is going to bring us all together. And it's been the complete opposite. Since that speech, that's what, about a year and seven months ago? So a year and seven months into his presidency, he's had... Vaccine mandates that caused thousands, tens of thousands of people losing their jobs, including many of them minorities, black people. So, hey, he's, he's got your back, black people. He has your back as you lose uh, your job because you won't take a, an experimental uh, poison jab. COVID-19 is still not under control. We've had more deaths in 2021 than uh, when Joe Biden when Joe Biden took office um, than we did in 2020. We have a border crisis, tens of thousands, even millions of of illegal immigrants are pouring into the country. We had the Afghanistan crisis, where of you know basically it was a whole crisis and a whole fuck up. 
of how we left Afghanistan. Inflation's at an all-time high, 9%. All-time high in the last, what, 50 years? Gas prices averaging $5 across the nation. Multiple mass shootings. Countries divided more since the Civil War. Gun control being implemented. Baby formula shortages. I mean, think about that. And now we have tampon shortages. We're a country that can't even feed its, 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 its kids now. That's where we're at. Food shortages coming this fall. The Russia-Ukraine war. China threatening to invade Taiwan. And a misinformation board that was created. And so much more. Does that... Does that sound like a nation united, a nation strengthened, a nation healed? But of course, if you talk to any anybody who voted for, for Joe Biden, none of the things that I just listed is his fault. None of the things is is his is falls under his control. It's either one. They blame it on COVID. They blame it on Russia, Putin, the Ukraine war. They blame it on China. They blame it on Republicans. They blame it on racism. Basically anything. They blame it on Joe Rogan, Elon Musk, anything but Joe Biden. If this was Donald Trump a year and seven months into his presidency and the country was like this, do you think Democrats on the other side would be okay with Republicans saying, well, it's not Trump's fault. It's Democrats' fault. It's Putin's fault. It's China's fault. It's COVID's fault. It's fill-in-the-blank's fault. No. They, we saw during Trump's presidency how everything was, everything was blamed on Trump. Everything, even things that ended up being good that Trump ended up doing, somehow they made it to be bad. Joe Biden hasn't done one good thing with his presidency so far. Not one. So <clears throat> I'm going to play a few, uh, few uh, sound clips of Robert Denario, uh, I think it was like a night or two ago, um, this past week on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. And he's talking about basically how, in his mind, Joe Biden is doing a great job. And America is just going through a tough period right now. and But the tough period is not Joe Biden's fault. It's just everybody else's fault. Um, and then we'll get into uh, a sound clip of CNN talking about its its failures. Are they realizing its 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 failures and their inability to maybe maybe they're promising too much? So we'll have a sound clip on that, and then we'll uh, follow it up with a sound clip of MSNBC uh, talking about how. Basically, if there anybody else who's doing the news, anybody who's conservative, um, 
they're anti-democracy. And it's only a democracy if them, along with CNN, get to express their views. Anybody else who expresses their views, um, you, you're not a part of the democracy that they're trying to build. So there'll be a sound clip of, of that also. And basically what it, what it entails is when, you, when you're listening to all these sound clips, it's, a, it's panic mode. It's complete panic mode mixed with gaslighting. It's, hey, we're in panic mode and a red wave is coming and people are tired of our shit because America has been turned into hot trash just in the last year and a half because of Joe Biden and his administration. So we need to tell people the opposite. That it is good. And there'll be millions of people who fucking believe it because they're retards. They have a mental disability. And while we're telling, while we're gaslighting millions of people that the country's okay as they're filling up $7 per gallon in their gas tank, uh, everything's okay. And there's nothing to worry about as they're in full panic mode with the midterms coming up. emotions about politics your thoughts of course first those stir emotions i know you have some anxiety about the state of politics in the united states having a new guy at uh, 1600 pennsylvania avenue has that have you sleep any better at night yes Uh, you know, he, he got us into calm waters. That was yeah. always the idea. Yeah. He's doing a very good job. It's a tough one. I couldn't imagine. I, I, I could imagine how difficult it is. Um, I have decisions in my own personal life that, that I imagine that what he goes through is a hundred times that. Yeah. And, and so, uh, no, he's doing the best he can. And, and uh, we got to get through a bad period. Yeah. Period. We're in danger of becoming a party of the very high and the very low. Uh, if you could pull out the working class, you've got people who are very well educated and very well off. Those people talk funny. Latinx, I've never met a Latinx. I've never met a BIPOC. I've never met you know, all this, this weird stuff that these highly educated people say. It's bizarre. Nobody talks that way at the barbershop, the nail salon, uh, the, 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 uh, the grocery store, uh, the community center. But that's how we talk now. So that's weird. And then the people who are very low down on the economic ladder need a bunch of stuff. You wind up over-promising, oh, we're going to give you reparations to, to people at the bottom of the economic ladder, talking weird to appeal to people at the top of the economic ladder, and the work class walks away from you. That is the danger we're facing. You go to Facebook on a daily basis, the most... The Posts with the most engagement are from Ben Shapiro, Dan Bongino, Candace Owens. It is right-wing content. It dwarfs progressive content. It dwarfs mainstream media content, which is actually should be the part that scares us the most, that Ben Shapiro's Daily Wire has more followers and engagement, many times more than the New York Times or CNN. That is a problem for democracy. So before we get into a little bit of the COVID updates, um, <clears throat> There's a few two sound clips that 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 we're gonna play. One is Michael Knowles Knowles on 
uh, he he's on the Daily Wire, uh, and he talks about how you know, hey, Alex Jones is right again, and it's getting to the point where people are starting to wake up, and now Alex Jones was was right is like is 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 spreading everywhere now and he talks about how you know alex jones for years has talked about poisoning water poisoning and you know it, it causing cancer it's causing you know his skit of it turns the frogs gay um and it's causing neurological damage um it, it's causing infertility now they've come out and they've just yeah it's I know we've said over the last 20, 30 years that that's a conspiracy and, you know, drink up, drink up. Nothing's wrong with the water. And now, you know, they just come out and say, oh, yeah, yeah, water's poisoned. Uh, there's nothing you can do. You can filter it all you want. Uh, you know, you're still drinking poison. And they just they just come out and arrogantly say it. I mean, it. it and my thing is, as we're getting the COVID updates, if they can't even provide water, clean, drinkable water, which in many cities in the United States, many parts of the United States, they don't have, without pumping fluoride into it and other poisonous chemicals, if they can't even provide that, I'm supposed to fucking sit here and believe that we can come up with a vaccine in less than a year that's safe and effective that doesn't have any issues long-term issues get the fuck out of here so we'll play that sound clip and then uh right after that will there'll be another sound clip that i'll play of uh justin bieber um his face is paralyzed half his face is paralyzed and this is after is uh why they, they both they're both vaccinated by the way and uh his wife girlfriend or whatever the fuck uh, he uh i think it was like a few months ago she had a, a heart issue heart inflammation issue uh and and now his face is paralyzed half his face so um two young healthy people nothing wrong with them um and all of a, you know they take the vaccine and a couple months later all of a sudden they just had these weird just Hey, your fucking face is paralyzed. Nothing you can do about it because the vaccine was made on uh, emergency emergency powers. Still is. Can't sue them. Can't sue the government. You're just fucked. So we'll play those two sound clips and then we'll get into some some articles. Put another nickel in the Alex Jones was right jar. It turns out that whatever they are putting in the water is not only turning the frickin' frogs gay, but it's posing a serious danger to our health. And now, all of a sudden, the EPA is admitting it. We've got a, a story just came out from USA Today. EPA finds no safe level for two toxic forever chemicals found in many U.S. water systems. Uh, these, quote, forever chemicals are linked to different types of cancer, low birth weights, and other ailments. One expert said this will set off alarm bells. So there are all sorts of contaminants in the water and the, the EPA will say, okay, well, if it's below this threshold, then it's fine. But if it's above this threshold, 
then it's not fine. Uh, what the EPA has discovered is that two of these contaminants are not safe at any level. Any level that can ever possibly be measured, they're still very dangerous to human beings. And so they've now got to work to uh, take all of that out of the water. For 60 years, these guys have been mocking American people, regular old Americans, as rubes and kooks and idiots for asking if maybe there's some dangerous stuff in the water supply. Now they tell us there are multiple contaminants in the water that are not safe at any level. The chief issue here is not that we might currently all be poisoning ourselves. My problem is not even that our public authorities got this and so many other things wrong. My main issue is the arrogance, the haughtiness, the absolute disdain with which our genius rulers look on all those rude, idiot Americans who have the temerity to question their wisdom. My issue is that almost every single day now, it seems, these supposed genius experts who run our country are being made to look like fools by the people that they all used to accuse of wearing tinfoil hats. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. It has caused my face to have paralysis. As you can see, this eye is not blinking. I can't smile on this side of my face. This nostril will not move. So there's full paralysis in this side of my face. This is pretty serious, as you can see. Um, I wish this wasn't the case. I love you guys. So here's an article from the Epoch Times. This is June 14th of this year. More post-vaccination heart inflammation among young males after COVID booster. This is coming from the CDC. Young males suffered heart inflammation at higher rates following a booster dose of Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine. According to a newly released data from the CDC, males aged 16 or 17 had about 139 cases of uh, myocarditis, a form of heart inflammation per million second doses administered, uh, according to the data, which was drawn from the Vaccine Safety Data, data Link, uh, VSD, a CDC monitoring system, but that same group had 200 cases of myocarditis per million booster doses administered, according to the data, which was from between December 14, 2020 and May 28, 2022. Over 2 million total Pfizer uh, Biotech primary series were administered in children and about 230,000 booster doses in the time period study. Males aged 30 to 39 also had a higher rate of heart inflammation following a Pfizer booster than the second dose, um, as did females aged 16 and 17. <clears throat> so just, 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 just quietly, just that information's coming out, you know, CDC is pumping it out. Just, uh, Hey, well, just more, more, more heart inflammation. So it's, it's all good. It's normal. It's just, hey, it's the new normal. It's it's normal to, for young people to have strokes and you know, heart inflammation and suddenly die. And it's, it's normal. It's okay. Just like, you know, your water being poisoned. That's okay. It's normal. Uh, get used to it. Uh, and, you know, while you're at it, make sure you take your fucking baby and, uh, you know, stick the needle in 
stick the needle in, his, in, the, in the baby, and that way it can grow up and, you know, it can be infertile also. Maybe your baby will just die of heart inflammation also. Um, but moving on, Epoch Times, uh, this is June 13th, 2022. FDA, Pfizer COVID vaccine, good for young children despite more severe cases among the vaccinated. U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, uh, scientists on June 13th said Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccines performed well in young children, despite more vaccinated participants in Pfizer's clinical trial experiencing severe illness than unvaccinated ones. But, hey, that's you need to ignore that. You just need to ignore it, and you need to take the risk and get the shot. And, you know, if anything happens to you, just too bad, go fuck yourself. It's just the way it is. The data from the trial shows it is effective, in, quote, in preventing COVID-19 in the age group of six months through four years. Really? So the data from the trial, which... You're still in the trial, by the way. The trial hasn't it hasn't fucking ended, so you're still a, you're still a lab rat. It's effective in preventing preventing COVID nineteen in the age group of six months to four years. So, what they're saying is, if you give it to your child six months to four years, they won't get COVID. Not to ignore the fact that, let, let's just ignore the fact that uh, some of that age, all the way up to teenagers, they don't even have over 100 deaths from COVID anyway. That's the least amount, if you're talking about age groups that are least effective, that's what it is. But let's give them a, you know, shoot him up with an experimental poison jab. Do you remember when, um, back when the vaccines were being pushed out also, that, hey, uh, they told you it prevented COVID? They said it was 100% effective. Got the article saved. 100% effective and 100% safe. And... Look at it now. So what's going to lead me? So so why should I trust the FDA when they say it's effective in preventing COVID-19 in age group of six months through four years? When probably, what, six months to a year from now, they'll find out that that's not true. But it's okay for the FDA to push misinformation, right? FDA uh, scientists said in a brief uh, filed with its vaccine advisory panel. Okay, sorry. Uh, additionally, the data will likely have a beneficial effect on hospitalization and deaths, the scientists alleged. Oh, it just, it'll likely have a beneficial effect. Not, it will have a beneficial effect. No, it just, yeah, it'll likely. Yeah, you know, just, just take it. Yeah, it'll likely not go to the hospital. It may be, who knows? Just take it. You know, I mean, we need the money to, to pay for all the uh, 
the this the the lawsuits that that had a that were that were against Moderna and Johnson and Johnson and, and Pfizer the billions of dollars that they owe. So they they need to pay off that somehow. So you need to help them out get get the vaccine. The FDA is signaling that it will grant the request for emergency use authorization from Pfizer and BioTech, which made the vaccine together. Va- Pfizer's vaccine is the only one available to children in the United States. The company is seeking to expand the availability to kids as young as six months old. The request was altered this year from a two-dose primary series to a three-dose primary series because the two-dose series did not trigger an adequate immune response in some of the children. Oh, okay. So just, hey, one dose just isn't good enough. Two doses isn't good enough. You need to take three doses in the span of probably six months. Three fucking doses, dude. And if you give this to your kid, you're an evil piece of shit. I don't care who you are, family, friends, Jesus Christ himself, I don't care. If you give this to your kid, if you want to get in as an adult and you don't want to do the research and you want to get it, hey, that's on you. You know, you're the one that has to deal with it. But if you give it to your kid, you're you're an evil piece of shit. Period. You're demonic. This is also from the Epoch Times, June 18th of this year. Severely flawed. Cardiologist criticizes the FDA-funded study suggesting myocarditis, uh, pericarditis risks from COVID-19 vaccines. Severely flawed is a cardiologist's verdict on a peer-reviewed study funded by the FDA. Don't you love that? A peer-reviewed study that's funded by the FDA. That's not, uh, I don't see any issues with that. That's not corrupt. That's like, that's like if I put out, if I'm selling a product and they're like, hey, we need you to do a study. Okay. A non-biased study. Okay. Um, I'm going to fund the study myself and do the study myself. And then peer review it myself. I mean, what do you think is going to happen? Of course, I'm going to push it out and say that it's okay. I'm the one funding it. The FDA suggesting possible risk of developing myocarditis and pericarditis after getting a COVID-19 vaccine. The recent FDA study published on June 11th, 2022, used health insurance databases to identify myocarditis and pericarditis hospitalizations occurring in people aged 18 to 64 years, one to seven days after a Pfizer or Moderna vaccine. The authors found that though only 12 to 14% of the study cohort were 18 to 25 year olds, 33 to 42% of the myocarditis and pericarditis events occurred in the people of this age group, suggesting that this age group may be linked with these vaccine adverse events. These results do not indicate a statistically significant risk difference between the mRNA-1273, the Moderna vaccine, 
and the BNT162B2, the Pfizer vaccine. But it should not be ruled out that a difference might exist, the authors wrote in the study. However, cardiologist Dr. Sanjay Verma, or it might be Sanjay Verma, told the Epic Times that the study, quote, using a seven-day limit for clinical endpoints for myocarditis or pericarditis events after vaccination was severely flawed. Verma, who practices in Coachella Valley, California, has been seeing many more heart problems since the vaccines rolled out. Quote, continued increased risk of myocarditis or pericarditis was found by the CDC reports even after 21 days after vaccination. Verma wrote in, the, in an email explaining that the spike proteins have been found in blood circulation even four months after injection. There is no medical justification for a 7 to 21 day cutoff, he said. So <clears throat> it's just, you're just going to keep seeing articles like this. You're just going to keep seeing it of, of, of new. This is what we're saying in the beginning when these vaccines were initially being pushed out, that you're going to see more of this weird, more adverse reactions coming out, pushed out quietly, more cancers, more like this monkeypox bullshit, more um, uh, unknown sudden death syndrome, more, um, uh, you know, Children having uh, unknown hepatitis cases. Unknown uh, neurological diseases all of a sudden is on the rise. Right? Prion disease. Just all this stuff coming out right after the vaccines have been pushed out. There's no, co no coincidence though, right? Epoch Times, June 16th of this year. Rare brain disease developed after COVID-19 vaccination has surprisingly high mortality rate. Recently, adverse brain and neurological events brought about by vaccination are, <clears throat> are gradually attracting the attention of scientists. What adverse neurological events are known to be induced by vaccination? <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> In May 2022, several French and Swiss neurologists and virologists published a preprint research report of their study. In this study, they found a rare brain disease with an extremely high mortality rate, which emerged after the COVID-19 vaccination. The original report was recently retracted and submitted and resubmitted by the authors. A 72-year-old woman developed a prion disease called um, Kruisfeldt Jacob disease, it's, uh, they call it a CJD, uh, 14 days after her second dose of the Pfizer vaccine. When her symptoms persisted until the 10th week, fatal neurodegeneration occurred. This phenomenon is very surprising because the progression of prion disease in the past was generally slow and long-lasting, and it rarely developed into a severe disease within a few months. This report specifically analyzed 26 cases of prion disease after COVID-19, uh, after COVID vaccination with Pfizer, Moderna, and AstraZeneca vaccines, respectively. It found that the average time 
<clears throat> from vaccination to the onset of disease and serious deterioration and even death was three to four months. This shows that the progression of this disease is quite different from the conventional prion disease in the past. Well, of course, because the vaccine is poison. Your body is producing the prion disease. <clears throat> More from the Epoch Times. This is from June 17th of, 20, of this year. Anthony Fauci tests positive for the COVID-19. Dr. Anthony Fauci, the head of National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, tested positive for COVID-19 on June 15th. The advisor, 81 years old, is fully vaccinated and has been boosted twice. He is experiencing mild symptoms and will be isolated, it added. One, if you're fully if you're fully vaccinated and COVID is over, why do you have to be isolated? COVID's over, right? Whoever got the vaccine, if you got the vaccine, you're protected. That's what we're being told. And if you're unvaccinated, well, then you can go fuck yourself and die. That's what we've been told. So why are fully vaccinated and boosted people isolated? <clears throat> Unless your vaccine doesn't work. So you're fully vaccinated and you've been boosted twice and he still gets COVID and he's still experiencing mild symptoms. I mean, there's a lot of unvaccinated people that test positive for COVID and they get the same symptoms and they're not fully vaccinated or boosted twice. I mean, it's how much, how much more, how much more proof do you need that these vaccines don't work? Epoch Times, June 16th of this year, Biden administration plans to extend the COVID-19 emergency powers officials suggests. The Biden administration plans to extend the emergency declaration over COVID-19 before it expires, a Department of Health and Human Services official indicated on June 16th. If COVID's over, why are you expen expanding or ex extending the COVID-19 emergency powers? Because COVID-19 is not over. Because having the COVID-19 emergency powers is a good way to, whenever you need to use it, whenever you need to lock down again, mass mandates, whatever the fuck you want, uh, to continue out pushing out more vaccines that people can't, that, 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 you know, these big pharmaceutical companies can't be held liable for. It's a perfect way to keep having that shit keep, you know, that's what's being extended. So COVID's not over. Like, people need to stop saying that. Oh, COVID's over. It's, just, it's not over. If, it's, if it was over, fucking government wouldn't still be extending the COVID-19 emergency, would they? That is the end of the COVID <clears throat> updates. <clears throat> the next, what do we got next here? The gay agenda. Will the red wave end the madness? So we'll get through that. Actually, you know what? Yeah. We'll get through two sound clips before we hit up some articles on that. Um, so we'll hit up a sound clip where Matt Walsh talks about just real short.
Um, he's talking to another transgender who, by the way, and this is this is back when he was on Dr. Phil. By the way, when he, you know, you can't see it on the video, but if you've seen the video, he's talking to this this dude who's identifies as a woman, but he's he's got long hair, makeup on, but he still has a beard. I don't, I don't get it. Like either you go full out into being a female and you get rid of all your manly qualities and anything that resembles a man or you stay as a man, period. You don't get to live, you know, you don't get to have the best of both worlds and that's what, that's what these fucks are doing. You know, you don't get to have the best of a female's world. And then, you know, oh, when it's time to give childbirth, oh, that's, hey, that's not for me. Right? It's, it's the equivalent of when a female tries to transition to being a man. It's like, oh, you want everything that's, the good, the great qualities of being a man, you know, but then when it's time to do the tough shit, like, you know, defend your family, fight another man or go to war. Oh, that's not for me. Right. Then, then, then you want to go back to being a female. The whole thing is just, it's just a complete fucking collapse of the civilization. That's all this is. And Matt Walsh is talking about how basically you can't you can't own grammar, like with pronouns. <clears throat> you know, oh, you have to say you know her she when you identify me. It's like that's the equivalent to like when he talks about adjectives. Like, okay, you know, I'm handsome and brilliant. Like, it doesn't make any sense. But that's the thing. It, they know it doesn't make any sense. It's not about making sense. It's about attention. That's all that is. It's about they just want attention. They've never gotten it through their lives, and this is their way of getting attention, of feeling special. That's all this is. It's the same thing as when the COVID, when everybody was, was, was wearing their mask, and they said, hey, you need to wear your mask. You know, what's the matter with you? And they were ratting people out for having parties uh, in their backyard and uh, people were getting, you know, yelling at each other in a store because one guy does, or one person doesn't want to wear a mask. Or, you know, if you're doing an Uber or a Lyft ride, it's, you know, instead of, you know, you, you, you uh, submit a complaint that the driver wasn't wearing a mask or the driver submits a complaint that the passenger wasn't wearing a mask. Same thing with vaccines. It's, it's oh, you're, you're vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. I'm fucking special. That's all it is. It's you're just we've been just giving people, especially this last two years, a reason to be special, non-special people to be special. That's all it is. That's why you have a bunch of these fucking weirdos, control freaks psychopaths um and they all now feel that they're special and you know and everybody else who's not like them just needs to go away 
So that's one sound clip. The next sound clip that I'll play right after is uh, a drag queen that is explaining the reality of the shows and the reality of the situation with, uh, you know, gay pride. And, you know, it's, listen, how I feel on, on drag queens, and you know how I feel in the last episode, they're, they're, they're not human, they're fucking creatures. But, listen, this creature, uh, it, he, I mean, it's, it's obvious, it, it's a dude. He's right on point. You know, this is something not to bring your kids to. You're disturbed. Even he says, "Is he? You're a disturbed person if you bring him to this to his shows. It's strictly about sex for adults. So that'll be a good sound clip of that. And then after that, we'll uh, we'll we'll get into some uh, red wave articles." You don't get your own pronouns, just like you don't get your own prepositions or your own your own adjectives. You know, it's like if I were to tell you, my adjectives are handsome and brilliant. And no matter whenever you're talking about me, you have to describe me as handsome and brilliant because that's how I identify. It makes no sense. You don't get your own pronouns. These are that's 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 grammar. That's language. What what in the hell has a drag queen ever done? to make you have so much respect for them and admire them so much other than put on makeup and, and jump on the floor and writhe around and do sexual things on stage. I have absolutely no idea why you would want that to influence your child. Would you want a stripper or a porn star to influence your child? It, it makes no sense at all. A drag queen performs in a nightclub for adults. There is a lot of filth that goes on, a lot of sexual stuff that goes on. And backstage, there's a lot of nudity, sex, and drugs. Okay? So I don't think that this is a, a, an avenue you would want your child to explore. They could explore dressing up at home like we all did, like all gay boys did. We all dressed at home and we had a great time. We had a great time with our girlfriends putting on makeup, trying on clothes, things like that. But to actually get them involved in drag is extremely, extremely irresponsible on your part. And I understand you might want to look like you're with it, that you're cool, that you're woke, that you're not a Nazi, that you're not a homophobe, whatever, whatever it may be. But you can raise your child to be just a normal, regular, everyday child without including them in gay, sexual things. And honestly, you're not doing the gay community any favors. In fact, you're hurting us, okay? We have already had a reputation of being pedophiles and being perverts and deviants. We don't need you to bring your children around. So you keep your kids at home or take them to Disneyland or take them to Chuck E. Cheese. But if you need your child to be entertained by a big human in a costume or in makeup, take them to the circus or something. When they turn 18... Then why don't you take them to the clubs on their 18th birthday? Because it's an adult thing, okay? So don't ruin your child's life and don't ruin us. Okay, welcome back. So, Epic Times, June 15th, 2022. 
Republican Myra Flores uh, flips Texas U.S. House seat in special election. Latinos come out strong for Republican candidate in the traditionally blue Rio Grande Valley. San Benito, Texas, Republican Myra Flores won the special election for an open seat in 34th Texas Congressional District, flipping a heavy Hispanic district to the GOP. The victory proves that Republicans have made significant inroads in the heavily Hispanic Rio Grande Valley, which Democrats have dominated for decades. Flores received about 51% of the vote, while Democratic rival Dan Sanchez received about uh, 43%. Flores becomes the first Mexican-born woman to serve in con Congress. Flores, a legal immigrant from Mexico who, who is married to a Border Patrol officer, campaigned on the idea that Democrats have taken Latinos for granted. She ran as a pro-life and pro-Second Amendment candidate, blaming Democrats for soaring food and gas prices. So, sorry, I had to text uh, my fiance real quick. So, this is a sign of things to, as much as the gaslighting and the propaganda that everyone does and the misinformation that's being put out, you're seeing the, hopefully, the beginning of a red wave. Because I don't give a fuck. What, and, and Democrats love their talking points. They love talking about what they're going to do, you know. Um, but people are starting to realize actions speak louder than words. And what have the Democrats' actions have been? It's basically been fucking up the country and fucking the minority. You can sit there and say, I'm going to help the, the, the minority community all you want. But when you're a, when you're a middle class or poor minority, does it look like you're being helped when you're at the gas station, or when you can't afford certain food, or when you can't get baby formula? Does does it or when you, especially a Hispanic who came over um, legally and had to go through that long process, and then you see millions of fucking illegals coming over? It, is that fair? So people are, are waking up, and this is a clear indication of maybe possibly, uh, hopefully, a sign of things to come. Uh, especially not only just for the midterms, but uh, in hopefully in 2024, if we still have a country by that time. Uh, also, from Epoch Times, this is from June 15th this year, Elon Musk reveals his likely choice for president in 2024. Elon Musk on June 15th said he is leaning toward voting for Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for president in the 2024 election and predicted that a red wave is coming in 2022. So this is what we need. We need more people like Elon Musk, even like Joe Rogan, like celebrities, um, people with money to come out and make a push towards this red wave because you got people like Robert De Niro and all these late show hosts, Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Kimmel, um, Trevor Noah. I mean, they're, they're going to be backing the democratic party, no matter what 
Joe Biden can come in with a strap on and shut up their ass and they'll still turn around and be like, that didn't hurt. I enjoyed it. I mean, that's the type of mental, just the, the, the mental retardation, the, 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 the sickness that these people have. It's, it's really, it's, it's a cult. That's what this, that's what this is. It's a cult. It, they're under a trance and that they're not going to come out of. So it's the same thing when, when the, uh, what was it like a month or two ago when um, on his show, Stephen Colbert talked about how this is when gas prices were what, $4 on average. So, and it, you know, when it was getting bad, but he was talked about, yeah, I'm not affected by it because I drive a Tesla. And everybody clapped and woo, yeah. It's like, it's like, how many do you drive Teslas? This shit, fucking Tesla's like fifty fucking thousand dollars. And it's like only the elites can afford. To, rich people can afford Teslas. And it just, it just proves that how out of touch of reality that these people are. They're, they don't live in the same world that you do. And as far as the Trump and DeSantis, listen, if Trump runs and DeSantis doesn't, I mean, if Trump's on the final ticket, I'm doing Trump. I don't give a fuck who's running as a Democrat. Unless it's Tulsi Gabbard. If Tulsi Gabbard comes in, but the Democrats will never allow her. She's, she's I mean, even though she's a Democrat, um, she leans too too conservative for them, um, you know, they're not going to allow it. But I would vote for Tulsi Gabbard over Trump. But that's never going to happen. So I would vote for Trump over anybody, uh, especially Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, or um, anybody who the Democrats fucking push out. But if Deron DeSantis comes out and says, I'm, I'm coming out in 2024 to run for president, I'm all in. I'm all in on DeSantis because DeSantis has a proven track record in Florida of getting shit done. Trump got some shit done too, but the problem with Trump is that he's too he's too arrogant, you know, too big headed at times, and it, he shows it with when he talks about Ron DeSantis and how. Oh, I'll, I'll beat him easily. He, he shouldn't, you know, I made him into what he's, what he is today. And, and it's like, dude, what? Like Trump, shut the fuck up, man. Like it's, 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 it's you know, I, I, you know, I like Trump and everything, but it's like, there are a lot of times where his ego gets the better of him. And I mean, he's still much better than fucking, than, than fucking Biden. But Ron DeSantis is basically Trump without his uh, without his his faults. With Trump without the ego, that's what DeSantis is. So, um, hey, it's for Elon Musk to come out and say he's leaning towards DeSantis in twenty twenty four. I mean, that's that's pretty big. That's that's a big statement right there. So, but I mean, that's what you like to see. Uh, let's see what we got next. Um, Okay, we're going to do gun control. 
Um, and with the gun control, we just got a little bit on it, not too much. Uh, we have a sound clip, new evidence of actually, you know, let me read before we get into the sound clips, let me read, um, some information here before we get to that. Yeah, uh, if I could pull it up, that would be nice. So the Fort Worth Police Department in Texas is uh, hosting a gun buyback program. Uh, on June 17th through June 30th, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., the Fort, Fort Worth Police Department Northwest Division is hosting a gun buyback program. Anyone who turns in an unloaded firearm will receive a $100 Visa gift card. Ooh! Ooh, I mean, listen, if you, if you want me to give up my gun and give up my ability to protect myself against home invaders or anybody, a, a mass shooter possibly, or a tyrannical government, you could probably do better than give me a, a hundred fucking dollars. How about, how about a couple grand? How about that? You want me to give him my gun? <clears throat> okay, sure. Here you go. But, you know, you're giving me what, one, what that gun is worth, what I paid for that gun. So let's say I give my handgun. Okay, well, you're going to give me about $500. <clears throat> On top of another $120. So that'd be $620 because, uh, total because of the concealed carry permit that I had to go pay for. So you had to reimburse me for that. And then all the ammo that I have. And then I would tell you the, the range time that I had to go train at the range with that weapon. So, I mean, you know, you're looking at easily a grant just off of, just off of that. I might consider it more likely not, but I'm just saying, <clears throat> make it worth my while. At least try. They're not even trying. I mean, a hundred dollars. You know, if you're if you're driving a Jeep, uh, hell, a hundred dollars. That's <clears throat> that's maybe gas for me for two weeks. If you're, that's not that's not even a third of of my car payment. I mean, at least pay a month of my car payment. I mean, fuck. So you got that. More fucking people, I'm sure they'll go in and willingly give up their gun rights as well. And then you have, uh, I just want to kind of explain, because Republicans like Dr. Oz, who support this, and I said that, you know, the Trump endorsed uh, Dr. Oz is, is not, I never liked Dr. Oz. Uh, he was for vaccine mandates. Um, and you know, he was, uh, you know, he's for lockdowns. He's for mass mandates. He's for, um, he's like, he did a skit and basically how he's pro transgender and, uh, he, yeah, he's basically a fucking globalist. And now he's supporting more red flag laws and it's like, 
So basically, just if anybody, let me just explain to you what a red flag law would be. So let's just say you have Jane. Okay. She's a, she's on the left. You can call her a radical progressive. You can call her, you know, a Democrat, whatever the fuck. But she's anti Second Amendment. And, you know, she's, uh, I'm just giving an example here of somebody that, this could easily come to fruition where she's anti second amendment believes that you should turn your guns in. You don't, you shouldn't own an AR 15, yada, yada, yada. So there's another guy named Randy, which is used. Randy as a random person. Uh, Jane works at the same company as Randy who, you know, Randy posts content on social media of uh of guns and target shooting. Jane doesn't like that. She's triggered by this uh, social media content and and um, you know knowing that uh, Randy recently argued with his boss. Um, Jane can with the red flag law can report him to the authorities. Say I feel that. Randy is a threat. We know he owns weapons. Look, he's he's posting target practice. He's shooting guns. Look at this. And he just argued with his boss. You, I think you should watch him. So, the mostly corrupt and you know, Democrat-controlled police department is uh, forced to ask the court to seize Randy's guns until their investigation is, 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 is complete. So Randy is unable to defend himself in court uh, or, their, or counter any you know evidence that he's not a future mass shooter. And um, you know, then you have would more than likely have an anti-Second Amendment judge uh, that would infringe on Randy's Second Amendment rights and would say that, you know what? Yeah, Jane, ultimately Randy is a, a future mass shooter and Therefore, he doesn't get the right to have uh, to arm himself anymore. That's what you'd be looking at. Because who decides who's mentally ill or who's unfit to have a gun? Who who's going to make that decision? That's what you have to think about. <clears throat> so. While you're thinking about that, listen to a few of these sound clips. One is a sound clip of Justin Trudeau. He's the Prime Minister of Canada. And he talks about, because uh, he just enacted a new law of um, banning all handguns. And, and he came out and said, hey, you as a Canadian don't have the right to protect yourself, uh, to own a gun to protect yourself. You don't have the right. But if you're elite, if you're famous like he is, then you get private security 24-7. But if you're just a normal person, yeah, you don't have that right because you're you're not an elite. You're not famous. You're just a nobody. So you're, you're just a peasant. So you'll have a sound clip on that. Uh, and then you'll have right after that a sound clip of uh, Trevor Noah. He's on the Daily Show. He runs the Daily Show. And then um, you know, he's talking about 
ignorantly how gun control works and um, a gun advocate, a Second Amendment advocate, uh, Colin Knorr, uh, he was on the Joe Rogan podcast a couple days ago. Um, he, counter, he, he counters Trevor Noah's arguments. So there's a sound clip of that. And after, right after that, there's a sound clip, a short sound clip of, uh, of uh, news on Uvalde, the mass shooting that happened a few weeks ago. Uh, new evidence has come to light on that. And the new evidence is basically the, the uh, law enforcement officers, and this is off of footage, where they made no attempt, no attempt to go in to that classroom and get the shooter. They made no attempt. Now there's video footage of it, and I'm sure you'll have other bootlickers and people who deep throat uh, law enforcement who, you know, they'll blindly just scream blue lives matter. But the evidence doesn't lie. When you have heavily armed, heavily equipped law enforcement officers just standing the fuck around making no attempt to go in because what you were ordered not to No, it's because you are, you're, they're just a bunch of cowards and they didn't want to go in. They were th- just solely thinking of themselves. They'd rather arrest parents who wanted to go in, right? Just big, strong, courageous law enforcement officers tackling parents whose kids are getting, having their faces fucking blown off, right? That's real courageous. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're lucky that none of them were fucking shot by a parent. I'm, I'm actually really surprised that a parent didn't just turn their gun on some of the law enforcement officers. But it just goes to show you that you can't trust law enforcement to protect you. You are on your own. And I mean, if you didn't realize that with the 2020 riots, how all the PD stood down and basically got dominated. I don't know what to tell you. I really don't know what to tell you. Um, And I know at the end of the clip, they'll say that, oh, they didn't go in because the doors were locked. The doors were fucking locked. You know what else? You know what other doors are locked? Um, If they do a, there's no concern of locked doors or who's inside when they, when these people do, um, when these law enforcement agencies do no knock warrants where they don't need a, no, a warrant and it just signs off on it. <clears throat> and they basically in the middle of the fucking night go in and bust down a door that's locked and they have no idea who's inside. And they just go in and throw in a couple flashbangs and anybody who comes in their way, they just shoot and kill them. And they say, Oh, well we shoot the wrong person. Ah, fuck it. 
You know, no knock, no knock warrant. We're allowed to. But they can't do the same thing to a school shooter, right? Yeah. It's 100% cowardice. That's what it is. So we'll play those sound clips and then we'll uh, we'll finish up with the gun control segment. A culture where the difference is guns can be used for hunting or for sport shooting in Canada. And there's lots of gun owners and they're mostly law-respecting and, and law-abiding. But you can't use a gun for self-protection in Canada. That's not a right that you have in the Constitution or anywhere else. If you try and buy a gun and say it's for self-protection, no, you don't get that. You get it for hunting. You can get it for sport shooting. You take it to the range. Uh, no problem, as long as you go through our rigorous background checks. But there's a difference around the culture. And one of the things that we're seeing with the debate in the States is you get more and more of the American-style you know, right-to-carry self-defense arguments filtering up through, through the... Uh, you know, the, the usual more right-wing communications channels. Yeah. So I came across this video from Trevor Noah basically engaging in a soliloquy of sorts um, about his thoughts on the gun conversation and the gun debate in America. So I figured I'd give my own responses to the points he makes in the video. Everything else America believes is possible. We're like, yeah, we're going to go to the moon. We're going to go to Mars. Oh, we're going to cure cancer. We, oh, it doesn't mean we can't do it. We can do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to. Then when it comes to guns, all of a sudden, so many people are like, it's impossible to stop it. You just, you can't. There's so many. Oh, what are you going to do? No, it's not that Americans think it's impossible to stop. It's that we don't believe making people helpless and unable to defend themselves is the way to do it. You're rich. You can hire private security to follow you around for 24 hours, seven days a week. Most Americans don't have that privilege. So we own handguns, shotguns, and AR-15s to protect our families from criminals and our country from tyrannical government. Always say the same thing. Oh, it's a slippery slope. Which guns do you ban? You know, like which guns do you want to ban? It's like, well, just start with the ones that people seem to be using over and over again to go into schools to kill a bunch of children at one time. Oh, but that won't. What if they come with a? Yeah, then we'll deal with that. You know, it's a lot harder to commit these mass shootings when you don't have certain types of weapons. I told you. They want to ban guns incrementally. It doesn't take a genius to see that his argument makes no logical sense. It's a known fact that handguns are the most common weapon type used in mass. Antonio Express News is reporting that surveillance video from inside Robb Elementary shows police never tried to open either of the two doors that led to the classrooms where the shooter went inside. They were citing a law enforcement source close to the investigation. That source also told the Express News that police may have assumed that the doors were locked and the shooter could not have locked the doors from the inside. Okay, continuing on, this is an article from um, InfoWars, but it's um, they're getting it from the Washington Post. Uh, this is from uh, June 19th, 2022. House Democrats propose a 1,000% tax on AR-15s. If Congress won't ban AR-15s, Democratic Representative Don Bayer from Virginia wants to slap a 1,000% tax on them, which would, of course, mean only people with lots of money such as drug dealers and rich people, could afford them while punishing lower-income Americans. Introduced last week, 
Buyers Assault, Bayer's Assault Weapons, um, Assault Weapons Act. Uh, so fucking stupid. There's no such thing as an assault weapon. Anyways, Bayer's Assault Weapons Act has 36 Democratic co-sponsors, according to the Washington Post. The group hopes the idea might bypass the Senate filibuster, which would require the support of at least 10 Republicans. According to Bayer, the idea is to increase the price to such a degree that it is significantly significantly limits who's a bit, who's able to let me read that over sorry the idea is to increase the price to such a degree that it significantly limits who's able to buy them the tax would also apply to a high capacity magazines so when they say high capacity it's 30 rounds that's what they're saying they want to do like what Justin Trudeau did and bring it down to like what five ten rounds it's trying to quote it's trying to hit the sweet spot where it's not an all-out ban but people's independent purchasing decisions would be much more no than yes buyer told the post adding you want to shift the demand curve pretty significantly if you put a thousand percent tax on the ar-15s and thing is is that we all know that it's not going to stop there. They're going to move on to handguns and basically a complete gun ban. You give these people a fucking inch, they will take a mile. Basically making a thousand percent tax. It's like, yeah, basically middle class, poor people, they're not going to be able to a law-abiding people aren't going to have guns, just the elites. And that's the way they want it because they don't want the middle class or poor people to be armed because when the government and the elites decide to become tyrannical, they don't want you to be armed. That's the last thing they want. So you have to think, with them wanting this, them, them pushing this, what are they planning on doing in the future? There's a reason why they don't want you to have guns. Because they're planning on doing something fucked up to you. They're planning on killing your ass. Now, before we get into the sound clip of the American Savage podcast, uh, where he talks about uh, what a revolution would look like, um, this type of thing that Democrats are proposing would cause an armed revolution. And I'll play the sound clip, but it's it's he's right on point when he talks about basically what a, a revolution would look like. You know, a lot of people think that, oh, you, you're not going to be able to beat the government. <laughs> We've got jets and drones and nuclear bombs. Okay, and... How that look? Look at what we did against uh, Afghanistan. People in fucking pajamas held us off for twenty years. Look at look at what happened with uh, Vietnam. We lost that war. I know that's an unpopular thing to say, but we lost that war in Vietnam. I would even say that we lost the war in Afghanistan as well. 
So the last two major wars that the United States has been in, Afghanistan, the war on terror, and Vietnam, we've lost. Against people in fucking tunnels and caves, dressed in pajamas, or dressed in fucking rags, using just basic basic guerrilla tactics where we had we were had the far superior weaponry this wouldn't be a normal war i mean you look at look at just a perfect example before i play the sound clip and then we'll move on to uh, china look at what if you want to think okay to the people who say that, oh, the government would easily beat you, really? If that's the case, if the, if the government, you have nothing to worry about, then why are they still talking about January 6th and the insurrection? People with no weapons were able just to storm a capital, shit on Pelosi's desk, take a few memorabilia's, pieces of memorabilia from the Capitol, take a few pictures. And that was with people who were just unarmed, who they had no plans on storming a Capitol. It just just happened. It was extremely unplanned, clearly. And then you go back to the 2020 riots. I mean, in Seattle, you had like, what was it, like nine fucking months or some shit like that? Almost a whole year of rioting and looting. Every fucking day, every night you had that. For months in Seattle. And you had uh, uh, them literally take over a portion of Seattle and call it Chavez, Chavez, I think it was, and had armed people standing in front. And the law enforcement and government did nothing about it. How many cities burned? How many law enforcement fucking buildings burned to the ground? How many times were law enforcement? Like, we look at uh, California and when I was living in San Diego in California, in La Mesa. Just a small riot with like people who were unarmed. They, they just set shit afire and blocked highways and La Mesa PD was overrun, and their their precinct was was burned down. But please, keep fucking trying to convince me that if millions of people stood up against the government, that we wouldn't fucking they would take a lot of us out for sure, but that we wouldn't ultimately win. And that is why, and they know that. As much as they say it wouldn't happen, they know it would. And that's why they're trying to take your fucking guns. So let's play the sound clip. Um, and then right after the sound clip, we'll, we'll get into the final segment of the episode. And we'll talk a little bit about China. The dude that talked to, oh, no, no, it was uh, Sink Uger, or the Young Turks dipshit. Shank. Shank, is that him? Or Sink, I don't know how you pronounce that guy's name. Um, 
Oh God, let me see if I can, I don't know if I can find this Chuck. or not. Just call him Chuck. Chuck, what are you talking about? Anyway, he talks about like those talking about fighting the government. You know that's going to entail you having to fight the military and cops. I thought you supported him. It's like, dude, um, yes, and I have no problem with that. If mm-hmm. you choose to stand on the side of the government and you wear that uniform, you're a representation of that tyranny. I got no problem going to war with you. Just because you wear that uniform does not make you right. Mm-hmm. What you stand for makes you, it's not. It's not your appearance. It's what you stand it's for. What's in here? He's pointing at his balls. <laughs> <laughs> So at least two balls. Two big flappy balls. <laughs> I don't give a shit if you're, I don't give a fuck if you're a law enforcement. Like, yeah. no. Like, no. And this is where people, it's kind of like, you're trying to, like, use this thing of, like, so you mean you'd stand against our military? You, like, Eric Swalwell is like, well, we, they have nukes. Bro, have Whoa. you not seen Afghanistan? They gave us a run for our money for 20 fucking years of dudes and flip flops and man jammies with PKMs. Man jammies. Like, you really think, you really think, and this is where people don't get it. If there was a, a revolution in America against the government and the three-letter agencies, you think it's going to be one of the, these American revolutionary stars like, ah, stand the line, load, fast flank, blah, 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 No, it's going to be essentially guerrilla warfare. It will yeah. be assassinations. It will be freaking gunfights in the streets. It'll, it's not going to be like force on force. We'd be stupid to do that. Mm-hmm. And I honestly feel the government would lose. They would lose because I'll tell you right now. The first thing that you're going to have to go after if this happens is politicians' families. That's the first. It's not politicians. Mm. It's you go after the loved ones. You go after every, and then you're going to have these three-letter agencies, same thing. Same thing. So people think that you're going to take on the government. You think you're going to win. They have F-16s. Do you really think they're going to nuke their own people? You really think they're going to drop bombs in America? Yeah. All that stuff becomes, there is no artillery. You can't sit there and do artillery. It's like, you know what? Chicago have had enough. Fucking nuke them. It doesn't work that way. Right. You're going to have to take out individual targets. Mm-hmm. So people don't want to sit there like the sink and the rest of these morons. Like, if there was an American Revolution, it's not going to be like it was during the American Revolution days of, like, us versus the British. Yeah. It's going to be guerrilla warfare tactics. It's going to be small cells, small operational teams going out there and taking out targets of opportunity, it will be a slow process that if you really think about it, if you really think about it, you'll bring the government to their knees because you turn the people against the government by and large and say, okay, we've had enough. We've had enough. And then the government's going to be brought. Because here's the reason why. You know, I know this is true. Look what the BLM did. Mm -hmm. Look what the BLM did. They did it by marching and they were violent. They burned down cities. They fucking looted. They black did all businesses. this shit. Do what? The black owned black businesses. businesses. You know, we're gonna fight the power by destroying our own shit. And the government's like, okay. It's like what? It's mostly peaceful. It's, yeah, it's mostly peaceful. Yeah, sure. This shit's just bullshit, dude. But that's that's how an American revolution would come to pass. So all these politicians and these fucking armchair quarterbacks, like they would just drop nukes. They would just use artillery on what? On what? You think we didn't even do that in Iraq or Afghanistan because the collateral damage would just create massive uh, propaganda for the enemy. Imagine the government coming out there and like dropping a bomb on a city block where there's a few terrorists or whatever and they're killing innocent civilians. The people would not stand for that. Mm -hmm. And the government's going to lose so much support. That's not going to happen. The worst thing for America or the American politicians and government is if there was a revolution and people start arming themselves and they start taking it upon themselves to, to right these wrongs, the government could not combat that they would not i mean they would take a lot of people down i'm gonna be wrong yeah i was like but by and large if the people rose up you're fucked you're not gonna stop that because you cannot sit there and take a machine gun and just aim undiscriminately into a crowd it doesn't work that way yeah that's not how it worked so welcome back to the final segment so we'll just be talking about a little bit about china we have uh two sound clips uh but before we get you know what let me 
yeah, let me play the sound clips first because uh, and then we'll kind of get into it a little bit as we end the episode. The first sound clip, both of it is from YouTube channels uh, Gravitas. I believe it's like a news station from like uh, India. Um, they call it Gravitas. It's a uh, more, but if you looked up, I remember with the, the leaked audio episode from China that I did a couple weeks ago with that episode, no one was really talking about it. And now you're starting to see a lot more articles being pushed out, a lot more people talking about it because it's been, it's, it's been authenticated. It's people know, Oh fuck, this is real. You know, China's China's planning some fucking some crazy shit right now. So for those of you who didn't hear about that, didn't listen to that episode, I'll replay that the leaked audio, uh, the short version of the leaked audio clip. Um, the long one talks about the D-Day invasion of the United States, but that's a really long clip, so I'm not going to play that. We'll just play this short summarized version of it. So there's that sound clip and then right after that we'll play another sound clip of basically it's uh, I think it's about five minutes long of uh, her talking about uh, China coming up building a new warship a new uh, carrier and how it's they're starting their navy is starting to rival what the United States has um, you know I mean you're not doing all of this to prepare for war with Taiwan. No, you're doing this to prepare for war against the number one superpower, and that is the United States. So before we get into all that, though, uh, we'll play two of the sound clips. An explosive audio leak of a top-secret meeting of the PLA has revealed China is planning to attack Taiwan. The audio clip was posted on YouTube by Lude Media. Experts say the audio clip appears to be authentic. This is the first time that a top-secret meeting of China's military command has been leaked. Apparently, allies within the CPC, especially the military codename Thunder, carried out the recording of the meeting that took place on May 14th. The lewd media recording was also posted on Twitter account of Jennifer Zeng. The leak has surfaced when the CPC is experiencing a bitter power struggle. The meeting also reveals vital industries would play a central role in the execution of the war. These include companies that are involved in drone manufacturing, production of boats, as well as telecommunication companies and satellite services companies. The meeting steered by the hybrid leadership of the Guangdong military region reveals that during the operation against Taiwan, China will have to safeguard the Pearl River Delta, strategic to its economically and trade by significant provinces like Guangdong. The leak clearly points out the meeting was to discuss pre-war preparation as Chinese military PLA leaders discussed an orderly transition from normal to war status, military planning and mobilization in the clip. Also, who's a threat to peace? The Chinese army or the People's Liberation Army, the PLA as they call them, 
is issuing new threats. It is again talking about taking Taiwan by force. And this is a serious threat. Today, Beijing launched an aircraft carrier in Shanghai. It is called the Fujian. This is China's third aircraft carrier, also its largest and the most advanced warship yet. Beijing conducted a grand ceremony to launch the Fujian. Clearly, China wants to make a statement with this one. This ship, the Fujian, looks a lot like U.S. aircraft carriers. In fact, it's quite similar to the Nimitz and Ford-class warships of America. Makes you wonder if this is another Chinese imitation piece. Did they build this ship or did they just copy it? We're not waiting for an answer from Beijing. They're showcasing this as proof of China's growing military might. What is this warship capable of? No official word. But lots of observations from experts, they say the Fujian is a direct challenger to America's biggest warships. It can launch aircraft faster and more effectively. This includes planes with heavier payloads. The aim is to challenge America's dominance on the high seas. China has painted a slogan on this warship in Mandarin. This is apparently the mission statement for the PLA Navy. We have a rough translation. This is what it says. To build a strong and modern navy and provide strong support for the realization of the Chinese dream of a strong military. To realize the party's goal of strengthening the army in the new era and build the people's army into a world-class army in an all-round way. China is also sending a message through this name, the Fujian. This warship is named after a coastal province in China, and this is not just any other coastal Chinese province. Fujian is in southeast China. It is the closest Chinese province to Taiwan. If China decides to invade Taiwan, Fujian can serve as the PLA's launch pad. The Chinese military is often seen conducting drills there. So naming this ship, this warship, the Fujian, is not just a symbolic move. It is a strong signal of intent. The Chinese defense minister has made some threats as well. His name is Wei Fengi. He was in Singapore recently for the Shangri-La Dialogue. This is an intergovernmental security dialogue. U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin was also present there. The Chinese minister chose this occasion to send a message. He said, fighting for Taiwan is the only option Beijing has. If anyone dares to secede Taiwan from China, we will not hesitate to fight. We will fight at all costs. And we definitely will fight to the very end. This is the only choice for China. I want to make it clear to those seeking Taiwan independence and those behind them, the pursuit of Taiwan independence is a dead end. Stop the delusion. Soliciting foreign support will never work. They should never think about it. Don't think about it, he said. China is said to have communicated the same to the U.S. in private as well. Do not think about it. That's their message. Chinese military officials have been meeting their American counterparts. They've told them to avoid the Taiwan Straits. U.S. Navy ships often pass through these waters. Why do they take this route? To assert America's support to Taiwan. Now, China has told the American Navy to stop doing that. It has come up with a new argument to block American ships. This is what China says. The Taiwan Straits is not part of international waters. It says the region is part of China's exclusive economic zone. 
So foreign warships cannot pass through the Taiwan Straits. Basically, China is claiming sovereignty over these waters. According to the UN Convention on the Law of the Sea and China's domestic law, the waters of the Taiwan Strait from the coast on both sides of the Taiwan Strait to the center line of the strait are in turn China's internal waters, territorial waters, contiguous zone, and exclusive economic zone. China exercises sovereignty, sovereign rights, and jurisdiction over the Taiwan Strait. Meanwhile, we also respect the legitimate rights of other countries in the relevant waters. So that's the message from Beijing to Washington. Now let's recap China's recent actions. The tone of diplomatic messages from Beijing has changed. The tone has become more aggressive, especially on the question of Taiwan. There is an urgency to quickly ramp up the military capabilities of the PLA. China has stepped up its drills in and around Taiwan Straits. China's actions are raising tensions both in Washington, D.C. and in Taipei. They fear that Xi Jinping could shorten his own timelines, that he could launch a mission to take, to take Taiwan sooner than expected. The U.S. establishment, the defense establishment, feels that the next five years are going to be tough. They fear China could attempt an operation before 2027. That's what America fears. Taiwan's assessment is more grim. Policymakers there say that Beijing wants to modernize the PLA quickly. If it achieves that goal, Xi Jinping might, quote-unquote, opt for war soon. So, you've got the leaked audio from, from China. And, you know, let me look it up. Um, if you haven't heard, because I did a full episode on it. So if you haven't gone to that episode and you want to know more about the leaked audio, um, I talk about it on episode, scrolling down here on Spotify, episode 24, leaked audio from China, invasion of the United States. So, I talk about there again on episode 24. If you want to go back on Spotify and and, and listen to that episode, uh, I give a full breakdown of that. But basically, in summary, it's China's looking. They're not building. Right now, they have the largest Navy. Multiple articles on that. Where they have the United States may, as, as far as technology, technological uh, advances um, you know our technology might be better than what China is currently it's not by much but they have a larger navy and then and, and if you're China you know it's not like like Russia doesn't need a navy you know I mean not a large one, at least. But if you're China and you're like, hey, I'm going to invade Taiwan. And then I'm going to go invade Japan. That That's coming next. And if you don't think that, that North Korea, who's allies with China, is going to step in and be like, hey, cool. Hey, we'll support you, China, um, if you support us in our invasion of South Korea. You know, that's happening also. They know that that eventually the United States will come in 
and attempt to stop China. So when China is basically transforming its country right now to wartime status, much like what the United States did during World War II, you know, um, all the factories that were basically building what normal, whatever, everyday products and stuff, all of a sudden, or, or, or cars, um, all of a sudden started, hey, we need to transform this factory into, into not building Ford vehicles. We need to transform it into building planes and tanks. Um, same thing like what, what Japan did, you know, um, during World War II. When it's a, when you were at war, as a country, you transition a few things, if not everything, into wartime status to better prepare yourselves for a long-term war. And that's exactly what China is doing. They are preparing for a long war with the number one superpower, the United States. They know eventually the United States will, will attempt to stop, stop them, and that's why they're building up heavily their military. I mean, they're, they're, uh, well, yeah, their military also, but their Navy. And because they know, hey, we can control the Pacific. We can win the war. And if we control the Pacific, we in turn can invade the United States. And use their, I don't know, a few people like, oh, well, what's in it for China to invade the United States? Like, it's farmland. They don't give a shit about California or anything on the West Coast. No, they want that. They want Central America. They want that farmland. That's what they want. Because they're having a real issue with feeding its people over there. Um, there's not a lot of vital farmland areas in China right now. Not enough to feed its people. So... China's thinking about 10, 10, 10, China's thinking 10 years ahead of us right now and, you know, creating new fucking warships. And meanwhile, the United States is, uh, you know, we're continuing to mandate vaccines with our military, continuing to fire officers who don't take it, uh, fire a lot of other military members who don't take it. Um, that's why the last two years, uh, you know, we there's been a decline in our military recruitment, uh, you know, because you have one, it's a combination of you're firing people for either one not being vaccinated or not being woke enough, and then it's also it's a combination of of people one not wanting to join the navy, not wanting to join the the military because they don't want to take a fucking vaccine every goddamn time a booster comes out. And then also, uh, you know, they don't want to join the woke military. They don't want to deal with that bullshit. They don't want to be standing next to a fucking tranny. And then you have all these millennials or whatever the fuck, Gen X or whatever the Gen Z, whatever the fuck you call the new fucking, you know, generation now. Um, they're not joining the fuck up. They're too busy on anti-anxiety pills and antidepressants. They're not fucking joint. They're too busy worrying about flying a Black Lives Matter flag. and a, They're too worried about Pride Month. 
They don't give a fuck about the United States. So, I mean, we're worried about, I understand the midterms and everything are extremely important, but while we're worried about fucking climate change, which is a whole scam, we're worried about how we can get rid of oil and gas and transition into, uh, you know, electric vehicles and pronouns and transgender surgeries being done in the military, um, you know, and, and, and giving people the right to kill their, their baby anytime they want. China's building up their na- building new warships and planning uh, a, a D-Day invasion of the United States. That's where they're at. So, I mean, if I were China, I would, if I'm China, I'm playing an invasion of Taiwan, Japan, South Korea, full out war this year or next year before 2024. Because the last thing, if you're trying to, the last thing you need is to extend and is to one, hope that the Democrats win in 2024. And because if DeSantis or Trump get, gets in, that's that's bad news for China. That is bad news for China. And yeah, good luck, China, because we're, we're going to be doing a complete fucking overhaul on our military by then. And that's not good news for China. So that's why you're seeing China ramping up shit quick because they know with our weak dementia patient as a president right now um, and our woke military, this is, this is their best shot right now. So, I mean, pay attention to fucking China, man. But I tell you what, if there's, if, there, if World War III does break out, you can send a fucking letter to my house for the draft all you want. I ain't fucking joining the military again. That, and I think you're going to have – that's another. That's going to be another issue as well. You're going to have a lot of people, especially conservatives, who are like, nah, I'm good. Like, why should I fucking go do the draft when you have a bunch of these fucking liberal pussies – who, you know, they're not fucking joining. They're not going to do their part. So why the fuck am I going to go over to China and die? For what? Die for them? No, thank you. We'll just create our own militias. And we'll hold the fort down here in the United States. You can have California. You can have fucking Washington. You can have that shit. But... Yeah, you come, you come closer, and you start getting into Arizona and Texas, and uh, you know Oklahoma and shit like that. <laughs> like, yeah, good luck, good fucking luck. It's like uh, what was that? The commander with, um, or the I think it was the Emperor of Japan during World War II, and and why they didn't press on after Pearl Harbor to invade the United States. And he said, because there's a gun behind every blade of grass. Meaning even even Japan knew during that time after they hit us hard at Pearl Harbor um, 
they knew, even they knew, hey, we're not fucking doing this. Because it's basically a suicide mission going into the United States. So, if you had the time, look back on episode 24, and I get more in-depth with that, with the China invasion. Uh, But um, that's going to be the end of the episode. As always, thanks for listening. Uh, You know, Again, follow me on Instagram, podcast at RBFTT. Uh, Look out for the new uh, stickers. I'll be um, looking into that, uh, creating that pretty soon. Um, Yeah, and hey, again, happy Father's Day. And uh, be on the look for uh, another episode in the next couple weeks.